I'm Josh Wright, and currently I lead the missions team here at Green Tree. And I'd like to, to start off this morning by taking a moment to recognize the other folks who serve with me on this team. Um, so I'm going to read off their names, and if you guys could, if you could just stand when, I, when you hear your name. Diane Becker, Sherry Brock, Chuck Hoppy, Jim Kerber, Dan McGinnis, Cindy McKinney, Nancy Pratt, Drew Smith, and Peggy Streb. This team is responsible for uh, taking care of the missions budget. This team also oversees all the missions activities here at Green Tree. Uh, th these folks carry the banner for missions in our congregation, and they're also responsible for planning this day every year. So they do a lot of work throughout the year, and uh, please join me in, in thanking them for that work right now. In a recent book called The Mission of God by Professor Chris Wright, uh, Chris Wright says, The Bible renders and reveals to us the God whose creative and redemptive work is permeated from beginning to end with God's own great mission, his purposeful, sovereign intentionality. All mission or missions which we initiate or into which we invest our own vocation, gifts, and energies flow from the prior and larger reality of the mission of God. God is on mission, and we, in that wonderful phrase of Paul, are co-workers with God. God himself is on mission. I think that this depiction of God kind of tests the common conception that, that most of us have, that missions activity is the sending of checks and occasionally the sending of people to far-off places. And if we understand that God himself is on mission and that all he does, not just some of what he does, but every single thing, every activity that he's involved in is for the sake of accomplishing that mission, we have the opportunity and the responsibility to join him in this work. This morning we have the chance to hear brief stories from three of our members, and each and in, in any of these stories you'll get a chance to kind of get a flavor for some of the specific projects that Green Tree is involved in, but more importantly you'll have the opportunity to learn about three people who have recognized God's mission, they've joined him in his work. So as a team, our hope is that you will be informed and encouraged, but we also hope that you'll come away from this morning convinced of God's mission and motivated to find your place in his work. As you came in this morning in the Seasons Weekly, uh, you will find a kind of an eight and a half by 11 inch sheet of paper that's folded in half, and it's a, it's a short survey that gives you a chance to uh, kind of take an inventory of your own interest in missions. And so uh, throughout the course of the service, if you could just take a look at that, and if you have a chance to uh, indicate on there if you do have any interest in any specific areas, there are baskets both, uh, at both of the exits next to the offering churches where you can return those surveys at the end of the service. There will also be uh, a table in the back of the auditorium out those doors that will be manned and well-manned uh, by the members of the mission team. And if you'd like to hand your sheet to a face-to-face -face person, you can, and, and you also can have the opportunity to kind of pick the brain of, of the missions team there. And please don't forget to include your contact information if you are going to return one of those surveys. So uh, as I said, we'll hear from, from three folks today. We'll get a chance to hear from Jill Moeller and her friend Mildred, uh, from Peggy Streb, and then also from Gretchen Blaze. And to lead things off, I'd like to welcome Jill and her friend Mildred. Asubuhi Njema. Good morning. My husband Tom and I have two grown sons, William and Danny. Mumewangu Tom na Mimi tunawavulana wawili wakubwa, William na Danny. 
With me is Mildred Rudo, who I lovingly refer to as the daughter I never had. Na mimi hapa ni Mildred Ruto ninayemchukulia kama msichana ambaye sikuwahi kuwa naye. Mildred moved in with our family after our first mission trip to Kenya 18 months ago. Mildred alikuja kuishi nasi miezi 18 iliyopita. For eight years, Green Train members have been traveling to Mildred's village of Kapenguria, Kenya. For short-term mission work. Kwa miaka 8 sasa Green Tree imekuwa ikienda kijiji cha Mildred kwa ujumbe wa muda mfupi. The tradition is for the mission team to arrive on Sunday and together we worship, come together for the first time in worship at her faith, at her church Bible Faith Mission. Kwa kawaida timu huwasili Kapenguria siku ya Jumapili na kukutana pamoja na kanisa la Bible Faith kwa maombi. Upon arrival for our second mission trip in Kenya in July, Tom and I were greeted by our host pastor David. Tulipofika mwezi wa saba, tulikaribishwa na pastor wetu mwenyeji Daudi. As we were walking across a field to go to church, David leaned over to us and said, "They will sing a song and introduce you, and then we would like you to address the congregation." Tulipokuwa tukitembea, Daudi akatukaribia na kusema, "Mtaimbiwa kisha mtasalimia mkutano." My heart started racing. I wanted to share the stories of God's presence in my life, especially the stories about how the people of Kenya had touched my heart and soul. But I was so afraid. Moyo wangu ukaanza kukimbia. Nilitaka kushiriki habari ya Mungu na jinsi ameonekania maisha yangu, lakini niliogopa. I cried out to God, "Help me here. I can't do this alone." Deliver me from my fear of speaking so I can reach out to these people and glorify you Lord. Nikamlilia Mungu nikasema Mungu nisaidie siwezi peke yangu. Nisaidie nikaongelesha watu hawa ili niweze nikakufariji. As Mildred's cousin Allison sang a song to us in English welcoming us to her family. I was filled with a peace that I knew came from the Lord's answer to my desperate prayer. Na wakati binamuye Mildred Allison alianza kuimba kwa lugha ya Kiingereza, nikajawa na furaha na nikajua imetoka kwa Mungu. Then Mildred's father Stephen went up to introduce us. He told us how the Lord had blessed his family through us and brought our families together as one. Kisha babake Mildred akatujulisha na akasema jinsi Mungu amebariki familia yake kwa kutupitia na akashukuru Mungu sana. Allowing Mildred to come to the United States for graduate school was one of the hardest things they had ever done as parents. At least they knew Jim Kerber was going to meet Mildred at the airport and help her move into the dorm. Kwa kumruhusu Mildred kukuja Marekani ilikuwa mmoja wa ugumu sana kwao lakini angalau walijua Jim Kaba angekuja kumchukua kwenye uwanja wa ndege na ampeleke shuleni. Stephen and Margaret never dreamed that when Mildred graduated and moved out of the dorm a Green Tree family would welcome her into their home. 
Stephen na Margaret hawakuwahi kuwatea kuwa siku moja mtoto wao angemaliza shule na familia ya Green Tree ingewakaribisha kwenye nyumbani kwao. But as it says in Luke 1:37, nothing is impossible with God. They were so grateful for the Lord's provision for their daughter in America. Na inavyosema kwa Luka 1:37, hakuna kisichowezekana kwa Mungu. Walishukuru Mungu sana kwa mtoto wao kusaidika. After Stephen's 15-minute introduction, it was my turn to talk. Baada ya dakika 15 Stephen kuongea ilikuwa wakati wangu wa kuongea. One of the hardest parts of public speaking for me is that in my fear I speak so fast that I don't breathe. At Bible Faith Church most of the congregation doesn't speak English. So the pastors translate into Swahili for us. Mmoja wangu wa ugumu ni kuwa siwezi ongea kwa hadharani kwa sababu siwezi pumua. Lakini katika kanisa la Bible Faith watu hawaelewi Kiingereza. Kwa hivyo inabidi mtafsiri aweze kutafsiri kwa Kiswahili. Translating requires the speaker to speak slowly enough to be understood and then pause after each sentence. Kutafsiri unahitaji msemaji aongee kwa upole na aweze kupumua after kila sentence. Translating gave me time to collect my thoughts and to breathe. It was a gift from God, much like Mildred. Utafsiri ulinipa wakati wa kukusanya mawazo yangu na kupumua na ilikuwa zawadi kutoka kwa Mungu kama vile Mildred alivyo. Stories of how God had blessed me through the people of Bible Faith Church flowed freely with love and joy. The Lord delivered me from my fear of speaking and a desire to perform perfectly. Mambo ya Mungu katika kanisa la Bible Faith inatokea haraka sana kwa roho yangu kwa upendo na furaha. The Lord knew I couldn't do it alone, so he gave me a translator. Praise the Lord. Mungu alijua sitafanya peke yangu, akanipa mtafsiri. Bwana asifiwe. Nothing is impossible with God. And so it is with short-term mission work in Kenya. The Lord uses Americans to provide for the physical needs of his people in third world countries. Green Tree has done just that in Mildred's village. By digging a well, starting a mobile medical ministry, supporting a primary school, and building the dormitory that you see in the slide. You often hear reports of all the good things that short-term missionaries accomplish. And then they go on to say that they have received so much more than they gave. What exactly is it that, that missionaries get in return? I'm just beginning to understand that. For me, mission work gives me an opportunity to surrender to the Lord's will and then be transformed into someone new, someone more like Christ. When Tom and I became members of Green Tree 5 years ago, if you had said any of the following to me, I would have said no way. That would be impossible. If you said that Tom and I would be going on mission trips to the Rift Valley of Western Kenya, 
where people don't have electricity, plumbing, refrigeration, or cars? I would have said, no way. That would be irrational to leave the comfort of our home, take vacation time to travel so far, and put our health and safety at risk. But the, the Lord called, but God called, and we said, send us, Lord. If you said I would come alongside a Kenyan pastor and nurse to bring the gospel and health care to what is truly the ends of the earth, where they had never heard of Christ or immunizations, I would have said no way. I was an intensive care nurse. I don't know how to treat malaria, TB, or dysentery under a tree or cure malnutrition without food or clean water. But I did, not in my own strength or knowledge, only by the grace of God. If you said I would open my house to a stranger from Africa and love her like a daughter, I would have said no way. I actually scored low on the spiritual gift of hospitality. <laughs> Simply because I don't open my house to strangers. It was the gift of administration that helps me host events for my friends. But more than a dozen people from Kenya, Ghana, Malawi, and the Congo have stayed in our home in the last two years. People from Bible Faith Church in Kenya say they have a place they can call home in America. If you said I would address a congregation of a couple hundred people at Bible Faith Church without a, without a script or share my testimony at a rural school and make it relevant for students whose homes are made of mud and sticks and thatch, I would have said no way. I have a deep-rooted fear of public speaking that comes from having a learning disability and not being able to read out loud in class. Last fall, I was asked to share my testimony at Green Tree. I insisted they videotape it because I couldn't speak live. But the Lord gave me stories to tell about him and a love that reaches out to neighbors halfway around the world. I have to tell God's stories. I tell you these things not out of pride and the desire for recognition that I used to strive for, but to boast in the power of the Lord, to change people, to do the impossible through mission work. I have seen two ways people draw close to the Lord, either through adversity or service. Both have the potential to bring you to the end of yourself, force you to surrender the Lord's will and strength, and use you to do the impossible, and bring you joy beyond any comforts or pleasure. It was on Mission Sunday 
that the Lord started pulling on our heartstrings for the people of Kenya. We thought we were going to help the people of Kapanguria, but instead they are showing us the face of God. Asante Sana. Thank you very much. Hi, I'm Peggy Streb, and my husband Bob and I have been going to Green Tree for quite a few years now, um, eight or nine. And we, uh, the spring missions of the first year that we, we became members in January, and that spring mission that month, we listened to all the different missions we talked about. And I get the places a little bit faster than Bob does of what would fit good for us. And I, I heard about the Homes of Hope, and I was very uh, much drawn to the thought that I've never been on a mission trip and that would really be something that would work well for us. Bob's very handy and I'm a, I like to support him in that and so uh, we we did. We did go on that trip that following January and actually I have been every year since that year, that first year, I've gotten quite involved in uh, with fundraising for the Homes of Hope trip. It was somebody's idea that we would bring kids who could not even dream of going or ever had the chance to go on a trip. And we took the Hope Unlimited uh, kids. And I think we had eight, 10 people the, uh, the first year. There was quite a group of them. And out of that group, there were a few girls that I connected with and felt you know, it just evolved, but felt called to to keep in touch with. And that was a, a good year and a half ago that we we started regularly getting together. And we do, we get together, it's Kyla and Sonosa, and, and we hang together. You know, I in, in preparation for hanging out together, I, I was trying to think of what the pressure was on me that I could teach them, because I... I think I'm better at being a friend than I am a teacher. And I just thought, just do it. Trying to figure this out, you'll never do it, just do it. So, and I like to cook. And actually Tammy Higgins had suggested to me, why don't you cook with them? That's what you like to do. So we, we go to my house, sometimes we go to restaurants. Um, I'm teaching them to drive. They turned 16 last year, so uh, it was a big moment. So we have our driving times together, trying to find places and um, it's it's fun. We're we're all very up. Sometimes a little stressed, but it's it's great fun. But you know, I, again, I getting back to what I felt I needed to bring to them as their friend, as a Christian, as a sister in Christ, was um, maybe some verses, maybe a Bible study. I, I got I even got together stuff to do a Bible study. And they'd always say, Miss Peggy, we already know all this. We know this. We've heard this story, Miss Peggy. And, you know, I was kind of, I'm thinking, why are you trying to push something that doesn't seem to be working? So, you know, went with, uh, we go to the zoo, you know, we go to the boathouse and eat, you know, when it's their birthdays, we'll celebrate them. Uh, but most of the time we go to my house and we, we hang out. It's become a real good friendship, a dependable friendship. And I... I think what I've kind of let go of my expectations of what I thought I needed to teach them was just to be a consistency in their life. We do pray. When we're going to do driving lessons, we pray. <laughs> like, let's say a prayer that God keeps us safe, 
try to, you know, and, and, but, you know, I, I mean, it is just being with them and not judging them, but yet I don't want to just be their friend. I want to hold them to a certain accountability and expectations and, you know, that God loves them and how God sees them as a daughter and that they really, they need to have a look about them and a behavior about them that God can look at and say is good. They really like just being with me and Bob. Bob is a, is a great, and he would be humbled that I say that, but he was a great influence to sit down at the table at a meal that Snosa and I mostly, Kyla, Kyla isn't so much of a cook, but she's a great supervisor. But, you know, that we cook and we sit down, Bob and I and the girls, and, and we pray and we eat. And, you know, um, and we share. We just share conversation and uh, spend time together. We hang is what we do. We just hang. Good morning again. My name is Gretchen Blaze, and I'm married to Bill Blaze, and we have two kids, Callie, who is in sixth grade, and Jake, who is in fourth grade. And I was asked to tell you a little bit about how we incorporate serving into our family. First Peter 4.10 states, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. When our kids were around three and five, Bill and I began discussing how can we make serving part of our family values. Bill and I both feel strongly that we have a responsibility to serve others. We both recognize we are blessed and we want to use our blessings to bless others. It was very important to us to teach our kids to not only recognize their blessings, but to also bless others in return. So we started looking for opportunities to, for our family to serve others. Since the kids were young, we started off small. At Christmas, we took two of the Christmas mittens that were strung around the church. We made sure to pick the kids the same age as our children so they could pick out the gifts. This was a good start, but it really did not teach our kids much about serving. When our kids began school, we adopted a needy family from their school. We talked about how there were kids in their classes that didn't get Christmas presents. Our kids had never thought about the fact that they had students in their rooms that didn't get to have Christmas gifts, so our family provided some for them. Christmas is a really easy time to find ways to serve, so we began searching for ways to serve throughout the year. We started at home. About two or three times a year, I have my kids go through all their toys. We talk about how we do not need to keep things that we're not using. So they, they go through their own toys, then they pack them in a box, and we send them to a friend in Russia. She takes my kids' old toys and gives them to her children in her church so we get to bless children in Russia. After the tragic shooting at the Kirkwood City Hall, I started emailing people to find out if there was any way our family could help. I found out about a fundraiser to raise money for backstoppers. We were going to sell hot chocolate. It was a cold, long day, and our kids, it was a hard day for our kids. They had to work hard at not complaining and having joyful hearts. We had a great opportunity to talk to them why we were serving. We got to help two families that were really hurting. Our focus when we serve should always be on who and why we are serving, not on ourselves. This is a lesson that is best taught while serving. A couple years ago, there was some flooding in Valley Park, and they've now filled sandbags bags twice. After the floods, my husband took the kids back to Valley Park talked to the, and talked to the um, store owner that they had sandbagged for. It was really neat for the kids to get to talk to the owner and see how much they had helped him during the floods. 
for the past two years, we've gone on a mission trip to, as our family, just like Peggy was talking about. We went on the Homes for Hope trip down to Mexico. This trip, more than anything else, has opened the eyes of our kids to how blessed we are and how we have a responsibility to help others in need. On this trip, you get to go for a family in need. I don't know if you saw a slide earlier of, um, they saw the, the taxi cab where the family had delivered a baby in the taxi cab. Well, that was one of the families on one of the Homes for Hope trips. So when you go, you're loaded into vans and you drive out to where the family is living. It's hard to explain the living conditions of the families that we help. They have absolutely nothing. So for two days, you work hard, you paint and you clean and you hammer for hours each day. And our kids did all this alongside of us. By the end of the second day, we get to give the family their new house. It's hard work and the kids need some encouragement along the way. But again, we get an opportunity to talk about what a gift it is to get to help someone else. At the end of our first trip, my son asked me if more people in the world lived like our family in Mexico or lived like us. I told him it wasn't even close. So many more people live like our family in Mexico. This was an eye-opening concept for him. Our next family service project actually, actually is at the end of this month. I found out about an adopt-a-room program at a local homeless shelter down in the city. We worked with them on 2028 Serve Our City. If you saw the, the one where we made lunches, sack lunches, that's the homeless shelter that we worked with. So I came home from delivering all the 300 sack lunches that we had made, the Green Tree had made during 2028, and I announced to our family that we were going to rehab a room at the shelter. My family is not surprised by my ideas anymore and immediately got excited about the project. In our family, we want to make serving not just an action, but a heart attitude. It takes some work on our part to look for opportunities to serve. It also takes work while serving. Sometimes it's not always fun, but grumbling is not permitted in the Blaze family on service projects. We have seen how service refocuses our hearts and minds. It takes us out of our comfort zone. And I think serving others is one of God's way of saying, I have blessed you, now go and bless others. All right, thanks, Gretchen. So we've now had a chance to hear three stories from some of the folks that we rub shoulders with uh, every week around the donut table. And uh, hopefully it, it gave you a chance to, uh, to, to kind of become aware of, of what's happening kind of all around you, but, but at the same token to maybe think a little bit about uh, what ways in which God might be calling you to be a little bit more engaged uh, in, in living missionally yourself. So uh, to give us all a chance to respond uh, to what we've heard so far this morning, we're going to have a, a time of prayer now, and what I'm going to do is lead us in, in uh, three sessions of silent prayer, three brief sessions where you have a chance to, uh, to think and, and, and talk to our Heavenly Father, and then we'll close uh, this prayer time with a short responsive prayer. So if you'll bow your heads and pray with me. Father God, it's clear to us from the earliest pages of Scripture that you are at work reclaiming and renewing what has fallen. We also see that you've chosen a people for yourself so that we might be instruments in this work. You are a father to the fatherless, a protector to the widowed. You act justly. You love mercy. You promise that you yourself will be our portion. But we are committed to our own comfort. We've given ourselves over to the pursuit of our own satisfaction and fulfillment. And in that pursuit, we found no cause to love those who can offer us nothing in return. We are sinners. 
have mercy on us. We thank you, Lord, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And we thank you that you have set us free from the law of sin and death. And now we ask that you set our minds on the things of the Spirit and transform us by the renewing of our minds. Align our hearts with your own mission. Help us to discern what is good and pleasing to you and order our lives accordingly. And finally, Lord, when you've shown us the opportunity to join you in your mission, give us also the will to act. Give us confidence and joy in the knowledge that the future grace that rewards those who pursue you far outweighs the passing pleasures found in the pursuit of our own self-interest. Strengthen us to stand against the constant, subtle, and insidious impulse to exalt ourselves. And now if you would stand with me and pray responsibly. Father God, you made Abraham into a nation so that through him all the nations might be blessed. You sent your own son to become a servant, to redeem, and to reconcile the world to yourself. All you do is driven by your mission to glorify yourself through restoring what you have created. You have called us to join you in and be identified by this work. Give us the discernment to recognize this call and the courage to answer it. It is to this end that we commit ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. My name is Nancy Pratt, and I'm part of the missions team here at Green Tree. The vision statement of our mission team, in case you haven't gotten it yet this morning, is to inform, inspire, invite, be involved. This morning you've heard stories from three women on how the Lord impacted their life when they served him with joy. One came from a story in Kenya. Another with her family experience both here in the metropolitan area as well as how they touch people around the globe. And lastly, Peggy, right here in her own home in Kirkwood. All uniquely different, but yet all the same. Jill, Gretchen, and Peggy were all inspired to give back with the gifts that the Lord gave them, and they felt called to help inform others about the joy they received by doing so. This morning, we want to take the lesson that we've heard on serving and invite you to apply it in a practical way right here in our own community by helping Kirk Care. We'll be having a food drive during the month of October, for Kirk Care. They serve the residents of the Kirkwood R7 School District. Their pantry is very, very low, and this year they have another additional 10% clients that they're serving over a record number that they had to serve last year with the tough economic conditions. A list of items that they need are available on the tables in the back and in the front. It looks like this, so we encourage you to pick one up and start collecting. Each of the following four Sundays, some of your favorite Green Tree truck owners are going to be challenging you to help fill their truck. The trucks will be parked, each one um, in front on Sunday in, on the Manchester parking lot, and we hope that you will help them fill their truck, and then we will tally it and see who collects the most. Let's all get involved to help Kirk Care, and at the same time experience the joy that you can receive when you serve the Lord by helping the needy and giving back with the blessings that you've all been given. Thanks for helping our mission, term, mission team care for our community.